Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Tech News Podcast, I'm here in Zero Com with Dennis from Radio. How's it going, Dennis? How are you going, Ronan? I'm good. Let's get a bit about your, your talk today. Yeah, so, you know, I, I represent IBM Security. I run the product school for IBM Security. So what really our big innovation really is around cognitive and bringing cognitive technology, specifically what we call the Watson platform to security. Um, the problem that we're trying to go after there is, you know, cybersecurity is to some extent a game of wits between the attacker and the de- defender. And the tools that you know the attacker uses are very sophisticated and they're very targeted against particular organizations. Now, on the defense side, you know you're you're dealing with um, people that need to have a knowledge of everything from the network to the database to the server. You know, a really good end-to-end knowledge. And the problem there is, you know, getting people with all that knowledge. In fact, it's predicted by 2020 that there'll be a million open positions in the security space alone. So that's where we're looking at the Watson technology to help solve that problem. When we look at Watson and what it brings to the table, and uh, particularly in security, security is broken down, you know, when you're looking at uh, an attack, there are kind of two pieces, well, there's there's three pieces of information that are critical. They're what we call the vital signs, the actual signs that the computer system is showing that are abnormal that I need to go investigate. Then there's a set of what we call structured data sources, data sources that are known in the industry where what we call vulnerabilities are documented, they're well-defined, and how to defend against them. But then the third and probably the most important one, which is really about 80 or 90% of all security content, is in what we call unstructured data sources. It's in blogs, Twitter feeds, um, white papers, that security professionals around the world basically generate every day. About 60,000 blogs every month are generated in the security space. So how do you harness all that information and put it at the fingertips of basically the security professional that's under pressure from a time, scale, perspective, and actually bring to that problem? And that's really what the core of what the Watson technology does. And Watson, how, how has it evolved over the years? I mean, if you go back to 2011, which was the start of Watson, and that was the you know where we really debuted that technology. Um, it was in uh, uh, a game a game show in the U.S. called Jeopardy, which is a general knowledge game show where Watson was challenged against the the Jeopardy masters and actually defeated them in a game show in 2011. And that kind of gave us a sense that you know this was a platform that we could teach information and we could reason and answer questions in a, in a questions and answers type format. One of the first uh, applications of Watson was in the healthcare industry, and uh, particularly in oncology. And uh, obviously, there isn't a person on this planet that probably hasn't had somebody in family that hasn't been touched by by cancer. And if you look at cancer today in terms of the amount of research and the advances that are happening there, uh, you know, you basically run a series of tests, and then depending on the the individual, there's a treatment plan uh, administered. If you happen to be in India, where there's over a billion people, there's a thousand oncologists. So that's a real problem, obviously, if you're in India. And can this technology be helping to do that? And that's that's what we that was the first industry that we brought uh, the Watson technology into, which was basically to take all this uh, research in oncology and basically put it into a machine cognitive platform, what we call a corpus of data, and actually that can be queried 
using vital signs from the patient to actually uh, present a, a treatment plan for the particular individual. We looked at that about two years ago for security and said, you know, there's a similar analogy when you look at security. There's a set of vital signs in a computer system where it actually is behaving or, uh, abnormally uh, or normally, and if it's abnormal, you need to go and investigate. The data sources for security, as I said, are in blogs, Twitter feeds, and blog posts, and constantly evolving about 60,000 of these every month, and actually taking all that information and uh, feeding it into a corpus for security. And we've identified about a million sources of data that we mine every day, every 15, 20 minutes, looking for updates on security updates and bring that into the platform. And every week we mine the entire internet for updates as well. And that's you know where we are today. And actually uh, on February 28, 2017, uh, we released our first uh, generally available version of that platform, which is available to security analysts right around the world today. So is it like modern day hell? Is it like modern day hell? I, I, you know, I think it, 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 I wouldn't quite <laughs> go there, right? I mean, I think it's 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 basically an, an ability to actually really reason and understand what's going on in the environment. Really taking all that information and actually uh, starting to make sense of it all. Because if you're a particular individual working in security today, you know, the modern day hell yeah. that you're dealing with is lots of individual tools, lots of islands of data lots of information and you have to make sense of all this. That's really what you know we're trying to solve with the Watson platform and actually bring some sense to that chaos. So I guess it's a bit like HAL in, in by, done by Arthur Clark, HAL the computer that was used to open pod doors and all that in the movies. A bit like that as well. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, uh, one of the things that we've done is with uh, voice recognition, uh, you can also, you know, query Watson using, uh, you know, natural language and English commands, right? So, um, and actually, if you look up something called Haven, H-A-V-Y-N, which is a Watson, a derivative of Watson that we use in the security space. So you can ask Watson using, you know, uh, natural language or English language a set of questions around security, depending on your environment, and it will give you a set of responses. I mean... The, the whole natural language and understanding natural language and using that to format a query, um, that's something, you know, we, you know, you have Siri and many technologies that can do that today. But the actual knowledge that's behind that is what's really critical, right? And to be able to make sense of what you're asking and the context you're asking it in, uh, and that's what is core to the platform. What about long-term ways we can use uh, Watson to basically secure by your voice? So it only opens or does things on your command. I mean, long thing, I mean, that gets into the whole space of identity, right? So now you're getting into, based on an, individual envi- an individual's voice, etc., to actually do certain commands. I mean, that technology, you know, is definitely possible. I mean, and this is another area of security, which is really understanding the indiv- individual. Um, one of the challenges in the digital economy today is you know, who is the individual? We all have social personas and social ideas, uh, and we increasingly want to interact with digital businesses using these. We don't want to be filling in, you know, forms with usernames and passwords, etc. But then the challenge is, you know, understanding if this is a real person or is this an attacker? I mean, that's, 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 that's the, the debate and the, the dilemma that faces us as technology providers. Um, but yes, I mean, you can, you know, once you you proof or prove that that individual is the person that they're saying are, then of course you can use that technology to uh, to make, to do those commands uh, uh, in that specific context. But 
what's re we have to be very careful as an industry that you know as we make these technologies available that we really proof the individual that's actually issuing the command and obviously they're issuing it for the right reasons yeah. that versus issuing it for the wrong reasons. And how do you make sure the data basically is processed uh, appropriately in the right way? Uh, sorry? Like the data is pro processed properly. Like I saw last year there was a doll that used Watson technology to remember a person's name and age and everything else. How do you guarantee that data has not has been used and has been at, uh, but it basically it's anonymized to a certain degree? Yeah, I mean that's you know, with all these systems, that's really critical as we look at, you know, privacy and GDPR and, and other regulations, that actually that we are uh, handling that data appropriately. Um, much of the data that we have today is out there in, you know, freely available in, in the internet in terms of the, the patterns of attack, etc. Um, and as, as you have a particular computer system, you know, when I talk about these vital signs, which is what we use to actually query that corpus of data, right? That's th that piece is what is critical, and actually, we make that you know very clear to the user of the Watson technology what data you are actually using in that query uh, and the context you're using it. Um, there is no uh, personal identifiable information within the corpus of data uh, tied to the individual. There is, you know, we don't have anything like that in there today because security, you know. When you look at a security attack, it, it is an abstract uh, uh, data set, right? Um, the one place where it touches a computer system or an individual is within the context of what you're seeing, you have to send a set of attributes, and we're very careful, and we document it very openly in terms of what we use to query the corpus, and so it's very clear to the customer and the user what they're sending to, the, to Watson to ask the question. Where do you see it going next in the future iterations? So where I see it going next is... First of all, it's, there's two things that really drive the success of this platform, right? One is, uh, I, I, call, I call it the vital signs, looking for the abnormalities, looking for the, the data points in the environment or the infrastructure that are behaving abnormal, right? So think of it, you know, in a human context, in the healthcare context, you know, you know your blood pressure, your, you know, your heart rate, etc. making sure we have all those in one place. But more importantly is continuing to feed it research, uh, continuing to feed it more and more knowledge, and that's going to be an ongoing, iterative, improving process. Um, so that's step one, right? So that really that uh, Watson, when it provides an answer, it's very accurate and very specific to the, tip of the, to, to the environment that it's working in. Um, beyond that, I think, you know, we also want to start, we're working more and more in response. Um, when it's one thing to understand that there is uh, an attack going on or something has happened in the environment, but now the next big question is how do I respond? And depending on where you're sitting, uh, you know, jurisdiction, etc., the response plan is different. If you have a data breach in the GDPR world or in the European Union, right, depending on which country you're operating in, the response plan is different depending on uh, the laws of that jurisdiction. So really helping uh, customers with that response plan is where we are working very hard to help customers and to make sure that they understand that if this scenario happens, these are the set of steps that you need to do, maybe notify the regulator uh, or notify your customers within a certain period of time, etc. That's where we are looking to next in terms of this technology. So we look at the advisor tells you basically, if you're based in Ireland, tells you do this, if you're based in America, do that. Exactly. That's exactly it. And you know, if you're if you see something happening in Ireland, 
you know, the, the steps to remediate that may very well be different than when you're sitting in the US or the UK, etc. And being able to do that in context is critical uh, from a compliance and a regulatory standpoint. All right, that's great. Thanks so much for that. Thanks, Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.